Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Remind me of how to 
We're honored for you tonight, Lord. We thank you for Pastor Maureen Chen Daly and Colin Tendaly. We thank you for what you're doing for them even at this moment. But boy, you got something great in store for both of them upcoming. And Father, we thank you for that. We thank you that they will give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise tonight. And so, Father, we thank you for being here with us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, good evening, everyone. Again, this is Sister Lashana. I'm going to say this one more time. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, Sister Shana. Good evening. You know, I have to call everybody out one by one. You know I will, so they ain't even playing. <laughs> Y'all know I'll call you out. So I'm excited for this year. We're doing Monday Night Bible. We're going to do Monday Night Bible Study. So we are going to go deep this year. We're going in the Bible. And we're going to still keep it interactive. So what we're going to start doing in the next couple of weeks, I'll put out the post for the book that we're going to use. Um, tonight we're going to do a mini study on uh, ch- attitudes. I always like to do attitudes at the beginning of the year because guess what? We're all in that, you know, some of us have made a resolution not to make a resolution. And others are saying we don't believe in resolutions, but we still try to do one anyway. But here's the thing about God. God has a way of working things out for our good. And this year all I've been hearing from multiple sources that decide we're going back. We got to get back into the word. We got to. This too much has too much has went rampant. I am excited for what the year has. So what we're gonna do is some things. Uh, we're gonna start off with. Um, we're gonna start off with the first uh, book with John, and we're gonna deal with the um, I think first, second, third books of John. Uh, in our Bible study, so that will probably, you'll see more information posted. Um, you'll see more po- uh, information posted on the uh, Civil Wars pages um, because this one actually has videos for us to watch. It has a lot of interactive parts, so we hope everyone participates in it um, because we really want to get, we're, more, we're, you know, we are still, you know, we want to be interactive. We need to make the Bible a part of our lives. A lot of us use it as a consulting book. Some of us use it as a part of our lives. Well, others use it when I know I'm something wrong. They just go to it like, a, let's say the old school, when you had a medical, we used to, uh, back in growing up, it wasn't, I think now the younger people can say they got WebMD. Everything they think they're sick or something, they go they go Google on WebMD what their symptoms are, and then nine times out of ten, they think they have either, they are going to die in that 15 minutes because ever since they died, because, I'm telling you, you get on WebMD, you become a hypochondriac real quick. Well, growing up, we didn't have WebMD. We had the uh, medical family in, uh, family medical index or the home remedy book. Every time you thought something was wrong, you went to that book, and that's the book you that's the book you try to find what was wrong with you. And sometimes I think as Christians, we have took the Bible as such, and we got to get back to basics. We got to get back learning the word. Also. Uh, we're bringing back, speaking of getting back into the Word, guess what we're doing back on Thursday nights, everyone? Amen. We're reading the Bible, word for word, line for line, precept upon precept. So 
if you like me, and I'm very, very honest about it, you say, I'm going to read the Bible, but I'm going to do that one of 365-day plans, and you're still on day one, and it's now January the 8th. I strongly, I strongly suggest you come on Thursday nights. We will keep you in line with your Bible study. And I'm telling you, reading the word outline, we don't we don't do any preaching. There is no uh, discussion. It's straight reading the word. And I can tell you that many miracles have happened just by what? Reading the word. Amen. So I want everybody to understand this year we're getting back to some things. And, of course, if you have any suggestions, email me. Y'all know I'm on Facebook. You can Facebook me. Um, email me. I'm pretty open up to suggestions because I want to hear what everybody wants. I want to hear from everybody this year. I want to know what you want to learn because, to me, sometimes we miss out. We think about things that we, you know, even for me, I think about certain things I want to learn but don't realize other people want to learn those things too. So we're going to make this a, this is a journey for us. This is a journey for us to, um, this is a journey. And we're going to learn on this journey things that God wants us to learn about ourselves and about each other. We need to get back into the Word. And, yes, sometimes studying sometimes studying the Word gets, you know, you kind of like, where am I, who am I, the world. You know, sometimes it gets a little daunting going by yourself. But that is what we are here for. That is who we are. And we are what Simple Words Ministry. So that being said... I'm going to open up the line right now for your comments, your quit, your comments, and your testimonies. I'm just grateful for Prophet Estrina coming home six days ago. Praise God. It is so good to have her home. She's getting a lot of rest, light duty, not doing a whole lot. Because I, I get upset with her if she starts doing something. But I am ever so grateful to God that the test that I went through for four months without Prophet Gina, and now she's home. I'm catering to her as a husband should. Making her coffee, feeding her breakfast, making her lunch and dinner. I'm learning how to do these things. And so... I'm taking care of my queen, doing everything that I can to get her up off the couch and put her in bed and everything. So it's not easy as a husband, but God is getting me through it, and I praise God that she came home. God bless. Amen. We are happy that we are truly happy that uh, uh, that Prophetess Gina is back home. We're excited for you. I mean, those are prayers answered. Amen. And we we can say God received those prayers and those prayers answered. So we're excited along with you. I mean, we are just it's a blessing. And we know that God was in the was in the mix. Amen. So I'm excited for that one. I am. Y'all know me, I'm excited pretty much about everything, but you know, I just want everybody to understand what God has done in each and every one of our lives. You know, sometimes we, you know, sometimes we're so caught up in our stuff, we want to just like, oh, my God, the world has ended. But we have to look at, it's kind of like when I heard this uh, saying, you know, I was complaining about the shoes I had on my feet, 
when I met a man with no feet, and it kind of changed your attitude about everything. Uh-huh. So you have to understand this. This is what we're doing this year. It's changing our attitudes, changing the way we look. You know what? Here's the main thing I realize every single time. I don't want to be in the wilderness, y'all. I'm just going to be honest. I realize that the report that, and I'm guessing this getting ready, where we're getting ready into attitudes, the report that God asked him to make was to validate that the promised land was real, not to validate what was the fears in it. And you had 12 spies and only two did exactly what he said. The other ones murmuring and talking about what they what they saw and what they didn't see. That's what we have to understand. Is we we have officially crossed over into our promised land. So we got to have a new attitude about things. We got to have it. We have to learn that some of the battles that we're going through now will end right now, here and now and today. So we just got to be excited for the future. So right now, I am going to open up the line for your testimonies tonight. Amen. 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 Good evening, everybody. Hey, daughter. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Good evening. Uh, good evening, Lisa hey. It's hard not to give a testimony when you when you come out like that. <laughs> the truth is the truth. Amen. Amen. So uh, I'm I'm just thankful thankful and grateful for being able to be on tonight, and um, I thank God for all the things that He brings us to and through, you know, I just thank him for the journey. It's not always easy, but, you know, God is God. I, I thank him for this weekend. Um, it didn't go too badly, you know, like I thought it could have, but, uh, you know, when the enemy raises, you know, come through like a flood, God always raises a standard. And I'm, I'm so happy that I got to talk with, my spiritual parents, and I'm so yeah. glad that my mama Gina is home. Yeah. And I got to speak with her, and, and oh, it's, just, it's just so awesome. I'm happy for you, Dad, and I'm blessed in that way. Thank you. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful and grateful for Simple Words Ministry. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you guys, I love these flowers. Again, I say thank you, and I I feel so much love, and I, I thank you that you guys love me, and I love you, too, so much. And, and I, um, I'm so grateful to have such a support team here um, in Simple Words Ministry um, and that, you know, sometimes when family needs you, they they're, they're truly there, you know. So that's how I'm I'm blessed in that way too. So I thank you guys again, and I thank God for you all, and I love you, and I'm blessed to be on the line tonight. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. I love you. Oh, love you too, Sister Erica. Love you too. I'm glad to hear from you. I mean, I've talked to you all the time, so I'm still glad to hear from you on the line. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> I'm a call. Amen. Y'all know I got a list of people. Some of y'all, y'all just ain't heard from me yet because I've been working. <laughs> so y'all know I call everybody. Amen. 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 So the line is open. Y'all know I'm good right now. I'm ready to get started. Amen. The line is open sir. for your comments and your testimony. Praise the Lord. Good night, everyone. Good evening, woman of God. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Prophet Bob, I'm so I'm so overwhelmed with your 
you're you're overjoyed of of uh, Prophetess Gina being home, but just your passion, the way that you speak about what you do and how you do it, just appreciate her because sometimes we pray for things and we get it and we forget to to go back and and feel and say and and just really be you how you feel that she's home, and that is special and that is awesome. Amen. All we all have gone through, and we haven't even expressed to say, but I know that she feels loved and she feels accepted, she feels welcome home, and that is just you know the way we ought to be with each other. And I, I, I admire you the way you speak about her, you know, just just every time you just just the, the way you talk, just just everything about Amen. her. And I and I know that it wasn't easy. And I thank God that she's home and that she's taking it easy. And you guys are just learning. This is new for you, so you know as yeah, you, amen. you learn, you know God will help you because He sees your heart and He knows. And um, I have to sing this little a part of it, maybe because I might not even know the whole thing. But as as um as you guys were were saying and Sister Erica, she's my girl. You know, you you guys are my are my We're gonna have to meet up one day, God's willing. We have to, we have to. But this this um song came to me. Um, oh, the battle is not mine; it is the Lord. And we continue to sing that. Because it, 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 it is not ours. I am truly grateful for all that God is doing for me and all that he has already done. He has opened so many doors, and he has made a way. He has done so many things that I can't even bottle it up in one sentence or one testimony. It's just on and on and on. And if I don't I'm truly ungrateful because I know that when I have my secret prayers and when I pray aloud, God still hears and he understands. And I thank him for for just being there for us and for being there for me and for, you know, just, just guiding mm-hmm. us. Because we could have been nuts. We could have been crazy. We could have gone through all this that we have gone through in um, 2017 and just don't even know ourselves, just be so frazzled. But because we know who we are and we believe his word, we don't hope, we don't we know that God is there with us. We feel and we experience mm-hmm. through That's the right. prayers that we pray, through the experiences that we have, and through our daily walk. We know that God is with us, so we continue to trust Him, to continue to, to keep us strong in every area of our lives because there is greater glory. There's no way we're going to stop in the middle of the tunnel. Who's going to stop in the middle? No, I want to see what's at the end.
uh, I have to say everyone who's been a part of Tim Worth's ministry over the years, I want to say a personal thank you. Sometimes we don't say that enough, that members have been here and gone and came back. And we want to say those who are here right now, thank you. Thank you for being a supporter. Thank you for um, thank you for being supportive of the ministry and as we go forth in the new, new year. Um, and again, and we'll start praying and listening. This year, we want to take, we want to get back to discipleship. We want to get back to the word. Um, there are things that are happening and will happen on this land, as you can tell. Um, things are just not right. But what I can see, the amazing thing that I have seen, not even less than 24 hours, all I'm hearing is people, this is the first time I've really ever seen U.S. chaplains coming out. And they're speaking on behalf of God, saying, I don't care what the what government says. I'm a chaplain. I serve the almighty God. I am ecstatic because, to me, this is the first time I've ever seen on TV in the last couple of, last couple of years that you have chaplains speaking out, talking about the word of God in the chambers of our government. There are so many things that, you know, I think we're all saying the same thing but don't know how we're going to get there. What I can tell you is that God is God has his love for us. God wants us to draw us back close to him. And sometimes I think God let things happen so that we would do just that. That we'll draw close that we draw closer to him, that we understand Amen. what his word says. I mean, I always tell people there will all be there will always be wars and rumors of war, but you know what? God has such a love for us that he draws us closer to him. When we get back in line with God, our, um, even our nation, as we we repent, our land shall be healed. Our family should be recovered. You know, everything shall, you know, God will recover it all. As you most know, I'm like I said, the temple is starting to be rebuilt back in Jerusalem with Lord have mercy. Um, yeah, I know what we got in the United States. I'm not even speaking it on. I, I just don't even want to talk about that part. But what I can say that, you know, y'all, God is who he is, and God's word will come true no matter what. So my 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 thing is to everyone is to understand God is a loving God. He's a merciful God. But also he gets us, but also he's the type of God that will get us straight. Amen? Amen. He will get us lining back up. So that's why we're starting with attitudes first. Uh it's always new year, new attitude. But let us first, let me, before I even start, let us pray. Father God, right now, wash me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, deeds, thoughts, and actions. Anything that is not of you, I do honestly repent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. You are Abba Father, El Shaddai, Elohim, and I give you praise, Father God. And tonight, Father God, as I begin, Father God, let me totally decrease and you increase. In the name of Jesus, Father God, I, uh, we lift first a list of our overseers, Dr. Angela and Benjamin Rucker, Dr. Angela and Benjamin Rucker, Father God. We thank you for what you're doing in their ministries, Father, Father God. I lift up Pastor Chen and her family up to you, Father God. We thank you for what you're doing with her family and what she's going into a new season, Father God. And Father God, I thank you. I thank you for every me- member of Simple Words Ministry, past, present, and even in the future, Father God. I thank you for what you're about to do, and I thank you for what's about to come, Father God. I thank you for the miracles that's about to go forth, Father God. I just thank you, and I just give you praise, and I pray this prayer in no other name but the Son's name of Jesus. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Amen. Okay, everyone. I'm excited. As you can tell my voice every time I keep saying it, y'all are like, oh, God, she's going to go. Her voice is about to hit another octave. But, no, I am excited. I'm excited because, you know what, um, I'm going loosely, but I'm going to give you the name of this book that I'm, I'm coming from because, of course, I do have a book, whether it sounds like it or not, I always have a book with me. And if you want to read the book and it has detailed Bible studies that we Detailed Bible study. It's called Lord Changed My Attitude Before It's Too Late, and it's James McDonald. Um, he's also, there are also uh, podcasts. Uh, if you go through his podcast, he does have the Lord Changed My Attitude podcast as well. So if you want to follow up with what I'm saying, you can most definitely buy the book. I will put a link of the book on our Simple Words Ministry pages. So if you want to do this in your private time, because I always get try to find um, things that will help not only me but other people. See, um, what I under what I have came to in my short period of life, and I, I'll say it like that. You know what? I realize that sometimes we need an attitude adjustment. You know, old school people said they had an attitude adjustment. You knew it was the belt, and you kind of. You you sit there as a kid and be like, oh, my God, my parents, because you feel like you have a bit attitude. Or my favorite, when you didn't think you that your parents didn't think you were, uh, was gracious enough, things start, privileges start disappearing as well as other things. Um, I can tell you right now, there's certain things I can't be attached to because I can tell you a coat, a winter coat in my house at my age, I look around, somebody else got it because my mom's like, well, you already got three coats. Somebody else needs that. Or you already have these things. What we have understood, even in the Bible, we go back. You know, my favorite group of people, children of Israel, Lord have mercy, take, took an 11-day trip and turned into 40 years. So what we have to understand, as they were breaking, getting rid of the bonds of Pharaoh and going through all the things, and trust me, God understood, and he had, they didn't even realize how much grace and mercy that they actually had. But the idea was the attitude stunk. Every time they got to a place, they were, either kept, okay, they were complaining, they were covetous, they were doubting, they then one point, forget it, I want to go back. And, well, we already knew what God did. We, we already knew what God did to each and every one of them. So what I'm really going to go into when we have, at, but then we're going to bring this back because I always look at children of Israel and I bring it back forward to 2018. What we have to understand in, in this day and age, that if we don't change our attitude, we will not have the walk that we desire with God. We will not have the level of intimacy that we desire with God. We won't even have that with man, let alone with God. So we have to understand that, even though we have we have to take a, I call it a self-inventory of our, we have to do a self-inventory. We have to look at our own attitude. If we put our, take outside our own self and someone asks you, what do you feel like my attitude is? You might not like what they have to say, but this is something that takes you retrospect. See, what we have to understand, if we have a complaining attitude, we got to change it with a thankful attitude. Uh, we have to replace a covenant attitude with the attitude of commitment. We have to replace a critical attitude with the attitude of love. We have to replace a doubting attitude with the attitude of faith. We have to replace a rebellious attitude with the attitude of submission. See, 
we got to understand there's automatically consequences of rejecting God's way and the benefits of accepting his ways. See, we have to understand, since we're crossing over into our possessions, a life change can never begin until certain circumstances bring you to the un, um, bring into this massive conclusion that your current course is taking you somewhere you don't want to go. That's it. Sometimes it may be a tragic event or a relational breakdown. Sometimes a profound internal implements or devastation of personal failure. You know what? We have to understand we can stop all this. We can stop the flow of negativity that causes happiness, hap, happiness to hemorrhage, and we can start looking for the flow of good attitudes that cause the abundance of joy and overflow. overflow. Just because God is in your heart today regarding a specific matter doesn't guarantee he always will be. We got to understand that it's not there's not always a time for change. Today, you know, if you hear his voice, you have to understand not to harden your heart. Our is our attitude that turns our lives into a wilderness experience. You know, if I look back in my own life, I can tell you there are times when I had a complaining attitude. And the ho- I complained the whole day. You know, sometimes, and I know y'all can agree with me, sometimes you can have a rough start in the morning, and then you start complaining about everything that happened, and then by the end of the day you say, oh, I had a bad day, and you said it all started when. What we have to do is understand this. We have to change. We got to change the wind. We have to understand that when we have certain things to happen, we have to stop it right then and there. Or will let you, it will lead you down the path of what, a path of everything wrong. You'll see it through critical eyes. You know God absolutely hates a contrary, doubtful, rebellious attitude. He despises it. He simply will not tolerate it. That's why the Israelites stayed in the desert for forty years. And you kind of have to understand that the only people who actually got to go in the, in, into the promised land was Caleb and Joshua. Of the original, of the original group. Have everybody realized that? Because, see, that's what I made, that made me realize something. You know, I tell you, sometimes I look at them so much and I think about it. You know, they complain about the quail, and then God gave them quail to the point they, could, they couldn't even eat quail no more. It was coming out their nose. They just, they just murmured. I don't want manna, but I want quail. I don't want this, and I don't want that, and I want to go back home. And he put, and... It took literally he wiped pretty much let a whole generation of forty uh, a generation to literally walk into the de- literally walk in a circle and into a desert until um until they were ready to enter the promised land. You know we can understand that we may not go into actual physical wilderness like the Israelites or the children of Israel, but he does cause our lives to come like a wilderness, a dry. Um, our world, our wilderness can be developed into a dry, a heart and joy, joyless or parched experience. So, if you want to write these Bibles, uh, these numbers, uh, Bible scriptures down, that are going first one's going to be Numbers. We're going to go look at Numbers eleven, chapter first to third verse. You know, we have to understand replacing a complac- a complaining attitude. Complaining is an attitude, a choice that, if left unchecked, will wilt all capacities to experience joy and, thank, and genuine thankfulness. 
You know, have y'all been around somebody complaining and nagging all day, and you sit there and you look at them like if they got they say one more word, and you're gonna like, oh my god, one more word, just say one more word. I, I swear I'm gonna I, I'm gonna scream or I'm gonna walk away from them because they are not grateful. Well, we have to understand that sometimes we go through things in life and we let it bottle up, and when we express resentment over circumstances that are beyond our control, and it's not like. Is, and when the, which we're not doing nothing about it, we're complaining. Complaining says for us our sinful nature, sinful natures, and it releases a negative emotion. Uh, it releases an energy that an, a negative energy in a way that provides monetary relief for a situation or a situation, but it may be frustrating to us. And we find, and that way, we find it hard to resist. Now, in Numbers eleven, chapter first, verse. Now, the people became those who complained of adversity in hearing of the Lord. When the Lord heard, his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. You know, we have to understand complaining is like the flu. Somebody's, it's like if somebody sneezes, if they got the flu, you know you got it within 48 hours. That's kind of how complaining works. Well, we have to understand our attitudes are patterns of thinking and a way of approaching life. When we understand those patterns, we'll learn not to lay those patterns down. We'll learn how to cut complaint complaints at the. Uh, we'll learn how to com- cut complaints at the root. See, patterns of thinking are so deeply ingrained in our hearts that we hardly even notice them. We usually get so reaching a certain way that our choices become automatic, and then in time we see we actually start to cease to see them as actual choices. We feel that we're trapped, but we're not. Tragically, the consequence is also automatic. It won't be, you know, things don't have automatic, won't be automatic overnight. But if you stick with them and remain sensitive, and remain sensitive to what God is teaching you, and lasting joy and true, the promised land living is not as far. As a matter of fact, is not as far as what you think. I can tell you from my own personal experience. I had to learn how to stop looking looking at everything as a complaint. You know, and I'm going to tell you, it didn't, because I, I always tell somebody, it, 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 I used to tell somebody I'm a weaver, and we had this thing that I can tell you we could, hurt, uh, we could have a 100-year grudge, nothing, because we can think about from the because we all got, I'm serious, we all think about what happened then and the add-on and your add-on and your add-on. And to the point that you have made this this story of negative attitudes or complaints or every time you attach something to it, you look around and here's your story. But then when you then I had to take a step back <clears throat> and I realized that's the story that I created by murmuring and complaining. But I saw where missed opportunities where we could have like I could have embraced God's word in a situation. And we have to stop thinking about, sometimes we have to stop thinking about the now. Because, look, there will always be trouble in this world. But we have to understand that, um, we have to understand just, I guess, the nagginess. And that our complaints may even, we have to understand that we have to learn what response to choose. You know, when you complain, you're choosing a response that does harm, uh, harm than good. Our complaints may not lead, may even lead to anger, bitterness, bitterness, and depression. Beyond this, when you complain, you're not hurting yourself. You're not you're not just hurting yourself, but God indirectly, 
because complaining questions the sovereign God's sovereignty. You know, it's not about legitimate complaints like your food is cold and expressing a legitimate grievance that we may have. It's kind of like it's the criticism that involves people. We have to understand it's just not the outbursts of frustration. It's also what we think. See, God does not only see, uh, God not only, excuse me, God sees not as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Well, we have to understand that the things that we're talking about, um, they are introduced, our, they're, they're in our heart. And sometimes those issues flows out. Well, we have to learn that with our attitude change, that allows us to not allow those things in our heart, but it allows us to, we have to understand when those things come up, we got to re, we have to do, a, I call it the replacement theory. And what better way to replace it is to, with, a, with a thankful attitude. And that is Luke 17, chapter 11 through the 19th verse. You know, thankfulness is an attitude that is perfectly displaces any sinful t- tendency to complain, thereby releases joy and blessings into each and every one of our lives. Thankfulness is the perfect com- uh, replacement for complaining. You know, we have to understand that sometimes we just got to be thankful where we are. I hear a lot of people complaining, well, I didn't get this, and I didn't have this. And, you know, as an adult, I can hear a lot of people, and especially, well, I don't have enough this. Uh, I don't have enough money. I don't have the right job. I don't have the right sponsor in life. And then I'm looking at them like, but you have this. And sometimes, but you have this is the way that we have to change our attitudes about our situation. Yeah, I can tell you, I may not have the job I ha- job that I made and so desire, but I have a job that God put me in, and I got it put me in, and I have been blessed, oh. and I have I have been blessed. See, what we have to do oh. things like that. I may not have oh. I may not have the car, and I know I'm going with materialistic things. I may not have the actual car, but think about it. I got a car with no car. Oh, no, really there's people oh. getting their cars. Represent every day because they don't have money to afford. See, we we have to understand where we're thankful. I might not have the house that I want, but thank God I have an apartment because I know there are people who are homeless all around me. That's what we have to do. We have to think about. We have to think about. There's no. We have to think about what the things the things that we could be thankful for. See, he always tells us we need to come to come in the gates. Uh, in his thank in his gates with a heart of thanksgiving, and that's what thanks attitude of thanksgiving uh thankfulness creates it creates a mind of thankfulness it changes your you you have to change your outlook you know we know the world is cold, we know the world can have dark things, but that's the reason why they are that way they're not great sometimes people are just not grateful, and I always say there's you know there's not really an, there's not an acceptable excuse for ungratefulness. But everyone can make the choice to give thanks and acknowledge the goodness of grace of God. I know we can all look back, and we all can find those moments because we do have, I call them the stupid moments in life. We look back how we may have said something, but we look back like, ooh, thank you, Jesus. Mm. I did not do, ooh, there's some stupid mistakes I made. I see grace and mercy all around me now. Mm. I can tell you, between the ages of 45, I mean, I'm, I'm 40 now. So between the ages of 25 and 39, 
I can go back and think about, yeah, thank God for that. I was so stupid. You know, in college, so many years ago, you can tell you how you were dumb enough to go to that party, which everybody tell you don't go to, and try to go to those things, and people got killed. And then when you wake up, like, oh, thank God I didn't make it. Mm. And you see things that God, you see things that um, have God has brought you to. You can even go back last week, oh, thank God I paid that bill in advance, because if I didn't pay that bill in advance, my water would have got shut off because X, Y, Z happened. Those are the moments that you have to understand. You know, we can look, we can understand if we turn our pages in our Bible at Luke 17, uh, 15 first. Now, one of them, when he saw he had been healed, turned back and glorifying God with a loud voice. 16, voice, 16, and he fell on his face, gave his, given his feet. I mean, fell on, excuse me, I can't talk here. Fell on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And that's Luke 17, chapter 15 verse. What you got to understand is that we got to give God, we got to give, you know, we always say give God praise, but we have to understand that God, God is so gracious and he's the living God. He doesn't do things. He's not a dead God. We're, we're not, we're not paying homage, ransom. We're not paying to keep the, we're not paying a ransom to keep God happy. We're not doing any of that. Well, we have to understand that we're grateful that we have a good God. We have to be thankful, and like I said, we're going to these Bible verses. These are things that you have to understand. First Thessalonians 5th chapter, 18th verse. Be thankful. Be thankful in all circumstances for God's will for you, will for you, who belongs to Jesus Christ. Ephesians 5th chapter, 18th and 20th verse. Be filled with the Spirit, giving thanks, always, uh, giving thanks always for all things of God. You know, we have to understand that, you know, and I also get into being, you know, we have to understand that thankfulness is a part of, it has to be a part of our, uh, a part of discipline of our lives. Because I can tell you the moment when I started seeing the things I'm grateful for and I get started giving God thanks, it changed my life mm-hmm. because I started looking at things so differently to the point where my 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 speech changed. And Amen. then people was like saying, oh, you're so positive. Trust me, I didn't used to be all this way. I didn't used to be excited about certain things. But you know what? I learned that I had to make a decision. See, lots of times we're getting into, we have a covenant state that we enter. We're just, let's just be real. We're sometimes. We are far more affected by materialism than we realize. We'll talk about what we're doing, and we'll say, "Oh, I wish I had this. I wish I had that." And I wanted it, and I'm like, "I'm." And you know what? To me, first, covenant is is just wanting is wanting the wrong things. Second, covenant is also wanting the right things for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Covenant is is also waiting for the right things at the wrong time. And finally, covenant is, and I know I'm rushing through this a little bit, but covenant is also um, wanting the right things, but wanting them in the wrong amount. Mm. You know, we just got to understand. And it's just not, we, you know, every time we, everybody look at a covenant, they're like, you should, thou should not cover thy neighbor's house. People don't even get it. Covenant is, is like, oh, I want this. Oh, I want that. I want this, like I hear so many, and it's just not on this, not on this ministry. But I'm hearing people that you want this anointing, 
and you want this and you want that. And I'm sitting here thinking like, self, I don't want that anointing. I want what God has for me because you don't know what that person I'm been through to get that. And I had to start thinking about that in, you know, I started thinking about that in my life. Like, hey, do you really want those things? Sometimes we may want things, but we have not done the things to get those things. And and it's not wrong. Like I said, covenant is not saying this is wrong to have things and it's wrong to have. No, it's the way that you want them that makes it wrong. See, covenant is, is wanting the wrong things or wanting the right things for the wrong reasons or the wrong time or the wrong amount. You know, covenants become acts of sin when we yield. And when we dwell in desire, yielding only to a matter of time. And at the root of covenantness is rejection of God's sufficiency. You know, we have to understand God will never, will, we got to understand, like, it's kind of like keeping up with the Joneses. We always want to try to keep up with somebody else and not realizing what God has given you. And we have to take that in mind. See, I'm a firm believer of the Holy Spirit will give you the things that will work for you. Because as we're the body of Christ, we all have a system and we all have a function. We don't have to have the same function. For me, covenant is and covenant saying that God what He gave you wasn't right. And I'm gonna be honest, it ain't about wealth. A lot of times people wanna look at wealth and houses because that's easy what we can see. But covenants can be by position. I'm mad because I'm the oldest and I got a lot of responsibility and the baby child can and the baby the baby of the family can go and run crazy. Well we have to understand we 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 look at what we have and not realize that God has been with us all the time and He's given 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 him given us what He wants to give us at that time. And we never understand that God is giving this to us and he's waiting to see what we're going to do with it. And he knows what we can do with what. See, that's the reason why we have to uh, replace this with the attitude of commitment. A consistent attitude of commitment can bring a lasting joy that leads you out of the wilderness of covenantness. You know, it's not even about being rich or poor at this point, but it's about being content in God's presence. You know, I'm always saying being content is being satisfied with God's sufficient provision. The commitment is settled in the sense of adequacy. The contentment of partner is godliness. That desire, that desire for your life to improve, that is the passion to gain, is not only wrong, but it's God-given. But there's other desires that gain cause that many people desire wrongly. And we exercise those desires in wrong ways because our minds are depraved. Godliness plus commitment equals great success. That sounds simple. Godliness plus prosperity equals great gain. And not. Be honest. God, everybody who teaches a prosperity gospel, sometimes I don't hear the word how you should be committed to God. And sometimes don't understand how your chase it's kind of like um sometimes to me they don't understand they're chasing a dollar like the world is or they're chasing something that they can't get a hold on because our blessings are supposed to run down and chase us not us running and chase them we have to understand that godliness and commitment in every area of our lives 
will gain us a sense of level of stability you will only 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 can achieve. This is from my personal experience. I always say this is that we have we kind of have to understand that with the level of contentment is that we have to understand where we are and how God can help us. We don't have to chase as the world. We can learn from others. We can learn from other lessons. We can learn not to, that if we're content and God, we'll learn how to be content. God will give you things. Because we felt, because we're all jack, and I know we jack this verse up all the time. The love of money is the root of all sorts of evil. And if you chase out the money, you're going to be chasing out the manna. It's just simple. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. That's Matthew 6, chapter 21st verse. We learn that when God, when our heart is with God, our commitment will be with God, and he will teach us all things. Um, commitment is choosing to be satisfied in what we have to do and not expecting, um, maybe not expecting the best energy expressing for more. Uh, I can say the contentment, I may, some people may push back on this. To me, Samson Samson was the perfect example of how you should not be con- that learning what God has for you and being content with that. And to me, for him, when you read the Bible, when you read his story in Judges, the thing is he was searching for something. He always knew he had God's strength, but he wasn't really cont- he wasn't really cont- had had a level of commit content. Uh, he didn't have a level of stability in it. He wasn't really. Com- I hate to say this, but I don't know. He just didn't have a com- contentment with it, because everything he was chasing after. It's kind of like he loved the drama and he loved the fact that what he had forgot. But there was something about him he really just. It's a it's a level of content not being satisfied. He you could tell in many things that he going through as judges that. He would do things that clearly he knew he was almost two seconds from being wrong. But it's a level of contentment. Sometimes we have to understand in our lives that God tells you don't do it, don't do it. Be content with that. God may not let you go in some areas of life. Be content with that. You got to, it's building your walk. See, the enemy will constantly, you know, the not being satisfied the enemy will always put a bug in your ear and say, well, if God was real, why your, why is this has happened to you? And it makes you turn critical. If God was really working in your life or you were bl- or blame you for something, why is this, why is wrong things always attracted to you? And you know what? If you still listen to those voices, they will change your attitude to a critical attitude. See, replace and see the perfect replacement you have to learn how to replace your critical attitude. Um, you have to understand the attitude around around people can can suck the joy out of your life because you're looking at it a critical eye. You're looking at something who can hurt me, who not can hurt me. What are the imperfections? And those are things that kind of those are things that kind of zaps the love. And you know, love is patient. Love is kind. And you have to understand that. That is what you have to do. You gotta have love, have love no matter what. Um, 
Everybody can quote First Corinthians thirteen chapter first to eight. Everybody can quote it, but do you do you embody it? Do you understand your patience? Do you understand that love does, covers a multitude of sins? That you're not constantly picking at somebody, but you're constantly picking them up. We got to understand that as we go into this next season. And I'm going to shut this and as I close, and maybe I can finish this up next week before we get into the uh, John. Um, or you can read the book, and the book is Lord Changed My uh, Lord Changed My Attitude Before It's Too Late. You know what we have to understand that when we start looking at our attitude and looking at those around us, I always say, look, even if you can't see it from yourself, break out the Old Testament. You'll see everything. It's you'll see it, and then you start thinking, do I? And you put that little thought in your head: Do I act this way? Do I understand the things that happen? You know, I can tell you personally that the day I changed my attitude, I didn't realize how much I changed my life. I don't mm. wake up depressed anymore. I don't have now. Sometimes I'm a little like I'm. I'm gonna say I'm. Sometimes I'm a little fluffy, and some people can't understand that. The old, especially people who've known me for years, they're shocked that, or they are very shocked that maybe some things I say now. But I had to learn that I couldn't. I had to learn from my own safe and my own my own sanity that there are things I couldn't play with God with, and I wanted to have a better attitude because I wanted to have a better life because things around me wasn't getting better and I didn't know why. I didn't know why I was getting passed up for certain things, and it wasn't because of my work ethic. It wasn't because I wasn't just a great overall person. But nobody saw it because they always said my attitude stunk, and I didn't realize my. And honestly, I didn't realize my attitude. My attitude was crazy. I didn't. But what I learned about certain things as as I started praying, and God started leading me through, it was things that were just seeping over into my life, and the attitude was my attitude was just being the um, outlet from which it was coming from. So some of the things we talk about tonight, and we'll start getting into Bible studies and we get more biblical, we might see those things. You know, a lot of times we do contemporary studies, including attitude, Lord, change my attitude, and we, we love it here because it doesn't really directly put the word to, you, to your situation. But we're going to get to the point this year, we're going to put the word to our situation. You know, it's great about speaking words over your life because a lot of times that's the reason why we're doing kingdom confessions that we're speaking over our lives to change our the way we think. Because we know if we start saying it long enough, it's going to come out of our mouth and we're going to believe what we said. But I always say this. If you don't change it with the good word of God and don't do, do replace it with the word of God, nothing he gives you is going to work. You're going to sound like a class and symbol if you're not using, if you're not, if you're not thinking with the right type it's not even thinking with the, having the right attitude. It's thinking with the right type of brain or right type of uh, processes. If you're consistently complaining, then stop. It's hard. Trust me. Done it. Been there. But I learned I had to be thankful for things that I've never had to be thankful before. Covenant. Been there. Done that. Trust me. Wonder why the world, I, I ain't did this, but this person did this, and they get it. They get right. I do it, I get in trouble. Had to learn. Had to learn that 
just because that's their past, you don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know what's going on in their past. What you're seeing out lately, you don't know what God's getting, what God's dealing with them in their quiet time and their personal time. And being critical, and I can tell you, people who know me personally, I will go critical in 2.2 seconds because I'll start. Because I'm be honest, I love, I'm, you know, I'm be honest. I will, I will start picking things apart. But I had to learn with attitude of love. I had to start doing things with love. Because sometimes the love, God doesn't want you to pick it apart. He put it together. It's not your job to take it apart. It is not your job to take his situation and turn it into a bunch of Legos and pull it apart piece by piece. So, and maybe we'll finish up next week before we get into the Bible study, the doubting attitude and rebellious attitude. But what I can say tonight is, as we go in crossing over into our newness of life, let us be aware of how we think. Let us be aware of our attitude. And let us be aware of what things that we need to replace. I, my solution, and this is by Dr. Carolyn Leaf. She has this. Amen. Amen. Also, also help me change my way of thinking is that if you see yourself thinking a certain way, Take a Bible, put a Bible verse on it that says the complete opposite, and I guarantee you, you start doing that, your life will definitely change. So I just want to thank you all for tonight, and now I'm going to open up the line for your comments and your questions and your feedback. Ooh, good evening. (laughs) Good evening. I will start. Um, this is this is Deborah. I just wanted to say you are spot on. I felt like you were reading my mail. Um, so um, yeah, you just said so much there about commitment and contentment. And the Lord just re- recently, like as recently as yesterday, I had a situation with my um, sister, the one that I'm close to, and I just felt like the Lord allowed that shift that happened in our relationship was a really painful shift. And um I was I was sort of hurt by that, but but it's all connected to um transition and the Lord dealt with me about not reacting to her. Um and I I was sort of weeping and moping about well Lord, I just need to do blah blah blah. You just need and so he also dealt with me about, um, you know, covenant relationship. If you have, if you are in covenant relationship, then I can, I can honor the covenant I've given you when you have um, committed to the covenant relationship. Um, and so, you know, while you were talking, I mean, you just said so much about. Um, thinking, being critical, because I, too, deal with uh, the, <laughs> the spirit of criticism, right? And so the, the, that Romans, that Romans um, scripture, Romans 12, too, where it says, you know, not to be conformed by the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, but that comes through, as you say, putting, putting the word on it. So, you know, I just, um, I mean, just, you just said so much there, right, about contentment, um, changing our attitude, renewing ourselves, um, 
and understanding, you know, when you were talking about Joshua, um, and I was thinking about him too, that crossing over, he was one of the spies, but then he 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 is appointed to be one of the leaders that actually helps them cross over. And so I was asking the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, I really, I want to, I don't want to just cross over. It's not for me, as you were talking about the, the material things, it's really about the, um, the fullness of joy and peace. I mean, there's something about when you, when you have a taste of that, I want to experience that in all areas of my life. And so, you know, the Lord just, I just feel like the, at, in this point, at this point, because the crossover is requiring a lot of work, and you're talking that same language of, in terms of God will do his part, but we have to do our part in terms of um, the shedding of that stuff that needs to come off so that we can receive his blessing. He's not going to put new wine in old wine cans. So I just want to, um, like, wow, you just said so much, so much, so much, so much, so much. Um, thank you. You're welcome. I'm telling you, there are things that, oh, I got a good story for you. You know, the criticalness. I can take that, I can break down a situation, y'all, I'm serious. It got, sometimes people have to get a hold of me, like, okay, Shonda, snap out of it. Because I have good friends that tell me snap out of it in 2.2 seconds. I'm like, okay. Well, one time I was at this program because it was a scholarship thing and I was in high school. And this woman was reading off all these requirements from the person who won the scholarship. And I'm sitting here going like, and this is one of my classmates. I said, see, she don't lie on her resume. Look, I know who she's talking about. She's been to give this to this person. And look, she don't lie. She don't lie about all that because she ain't did none of that. Da, da, da. Y'all know who they were talking about? Me! <laughs> I don't want to got some scholarship. I was sitting there for 15 minutes. I have sit there in my head. And Tom's like, they don't lie. She don't lie about my other friend. Because it was two of us that went out for us to see. She don't lie about everything on her resume. I'm just going to end the person they were talking about me. I forgot about all about me in the process. And to me, that's a step. And I can tell you, learning from that experience, let me know that sometimes, You're your worst enemy, and you could be criticizing and not realizing what God's about to bless you. And thank God, no, his child was, you know, he, you know, thank you that God gives you gifts without from being reproached, without a reproach, that that taught me in that situation that I have to stop being critical (laughs) and stop being, as as old school people say, you need to stop being nitpicky. And that is the truth. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm sitting there, this girl, oh, straight, they don't, she don't lie about it. I come to find out they were talking about, talking about me. I was like, oh, that was me, wasn't it? Oh, I did that. Oops, my bad. I'm sorry. Oops, sorry, Jesus. Like, that's, and that's how I learned. You know, you kind of have to understand where you are. But I can tell you right now, God will get, God will open doors. He'll open your eyes to things, and he'll allow you to see it, and then you'll go like, mm-hmm, I need to work on that. So thank you, Sister Board. Uh, the line is open for your comments, questions, and your feedback. Can you give me the name of that book again, please? The name of the book is Lord Changed My Attitude Before It's Too Late, and that is James McDonald. 
and I will put a link out on Facebook real quick to it. Thank you. Because I can tell you, uh, this book changed, this book actually helped me out a lot because I realized I need an attitude adjustment and I kind of wanted to change it before God gave me a mandatory attitude adjustment because God who... (laughs) I just, now I'm the one... I'm, I'm so serious. My God, I know my God, and sometimes I'm changing before He gives me a mandatory, a mandatory, uh, a mandatory uh, attitude adjustment. I want to change first. Sometimes you can see that you can see that God can let you know He gives you warning before destruction. Sometimes I'm like, "Yep, it's time to change. Uh, it's time to change my attitude because I don't want." I don't want to be one of those murmuring people. And I remember the first time I heard this, I was like, oh, I need this. Now, true story, a lady where I worked, and at the time, oh, we we would see her and run. And I, I am so serious. We would see her and literally run because we knew that her attitude was so jacked up, and we didn't want to be around her. We really didn't. I mean, we we knew she was going to be picking at something. We knew that it was something was going to happen, and we just chose not to be a part of it, right? You know, I suggested we were talking one day, and I sit there going like, you know, they got this book called Lord Change. I'm reading this book saying Lord Change changed my attitude before it's too late. And I'm going through this, and she says, oh, Okay, well, I think I'm. A, I I really need that in my life, and I'm sitting there going like, "Really? I'm like, cool. Okay, well, you need this is a great book. Um, this is a great book. She, I see her maybe last week actually, and she said, Lashana. I know she sounds different, but you know, I'm like, well, I'm glad she's back because we had some layoffs and she got laid off." said, LaShawna, you know what? That book really helped me because when I was laid off, I started reading that book, and that book really changed my attitude about things. And she said, now I'm ready to go forth. And I can tell you, I see her at work, and she doesn't, she's not the grumpy, I, I always say grumpy because I had, she's not the grumpy person that I, that I used to see around there. I actually see her with a smile on her face, which that's pretty good. So I have to say, this book, it really, you know, we can. it shows that when we change our attitudes, no matter where we are in life, God will just restore us. And you can tell, and then things will change off of you. Things will be released off of you. You don't even know what's holding you back. You don't know what curses or opportunities that um, that could be holding you back. Simply by a change in attitude. Okay. Um, the line again is now open for your your comments, your questions, and your feedback. Can you hear me? We can hear you. <laughs> okay. All right. The line again is now open for your questions, comments, and feedback. I don't want to dominate the call. Oh, go right ahead. <laughs> But she said so much. So, so I I don't. So so for me, criticism is an internal thing. But um, mm-hmm. the thing that the thing that I struggle with is um, 
there are spurts where I can let people in, but I think that that um, I want to be more um, what's the word yeah. consistent with being open with people so that I can be a full service to the Lord. So there are times that I know I'm the Lord has me in positions where I'm fully open, and He I can I know that there are things that He'll do through me, but there are other mm-hmm. times that I'm not. I'm not completely – does that make sense that I'm not completely open because yeah. I'm worried about either people taking advantage of me, I'm either worried that – and so I, I want there to be more consistency there, if that makes sense, right? And and I, I'm wondering, so is that also part of the attitude process of, of – does that make sense? I'm not going there. <laughs> You you think you're not going there? No, no. It makes sense though, Deb. It makes sense. So what is that? So so I guess I'm I'm asking because I want more consistency. And sometimes the line gets blurred between, um, the line gets blurred between when God is saying no and when when I'm feeling apprehensive. And so I'm trying to make that. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to get some clarity there because that line gets blurred. Does that make sense? It makes, is that an attitude thing, or is that is that a discernment thing? You need to be still and hear his voice. Just don't say a word, nothing. Say, Lord, I need an answer. I'm going to wait for your answer. Sometimes it don't come right away, but the answer will come. So you got to be still and hear his voice. That help you? Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm looking for an answer from the Lord. I don't get it right away. Sometimes he waits his good old time, and then he'll tell you. But he will. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, we hear you, uh, Minister okay. Donna. All right, so um, you kind of have to understand where you are. To me, that's a moment. That is a case-by-case, because case, dealing with certain people, um, Dealing with certain people, certain group of people, they don't even know my business. No, mm-mm. mouth shut down. But, like, in this environment, it took me years. Pastor Marine can tell you, I was on this line for a couple, probably a year or so, that I didn't speak, I didn't say a word, I was just there. She was quiet as a mouse, yep. Yeah. This, this, the talking, talkativeness, I really kind of lost my voice, um, and you have to learn dealing with people. People dealing with the people and dealing with public, they things can happen in an instant. You just let the Lord and the Holy Spirit lead you because sometimes it ain't meant for you to tell your story. Because some there is not going to use that story as an uplifter. They're going to use that story as a negative, uh, a negative attention thing given to you. So I would say pray when it comes to things like that. Pray, 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 because you want to be so open. But you got to understand where God wants you to be open, where and when, because He's not going to let you be open in a in a potential environment that will will harm you, and most importantly, harm His tes- your testimony about Him, because He's going to get all the will, the way, and the glory. It's Him, not you. Yep. If that makes sense. That makes sense. The line again is open. Come on, y'all. Let's talk so I can go. 
Let's get some talking. Come on, we getting back to Bible study. Y'all all quiet on me. <laughs> Amen. So, hey. so I, I, the nicest, the as as the lady before said, you said a lot, but um, a lot of it makes sense because sometimes we, um, our attitude is something that we're used to and we don't know that it's either negative or positive. So we kind of stick with it because it's comfortable until someone else notices and, you know, kind of, then you, sometimes people will, you know, avoid, as you said, you avoided the lady and you're not sure why, because she thinks that she's doing what's right. We also think that whatever we're doing, we're right as well. We're not Mm going to criticize ourselves. So sometimes it's hard for us to change if we think that where we are or what we're doing or how we're saying it, you know, even our tone is is right and um and it's hard to change if you can't recognize it. So, you know, as um as you were going through you said it takes time and you know, it takes time to understand why you know, why you're having the attitude or why you're in that position or why you you know, you speak the way you do or why you're not accepted, you know, in a conversation because Maybe it's your attitude, but we don't see it as a that. We'll say, "Oh, that's how I am." I mean, in our in our um, in our country and stuff, we're like, "That's how I am, and that's how I'll be." God wanted me that way, so He made me that way. But if it's not working for us, then we should know it's separating us from the human race and from um, a lot of things that blocks us from a lot of things that that we um that we could be a, a part of and and be you know beneficial to us and others so you know as you said when you heard <laughs> when you heard um that you said the girl that said oh she's a liar you know sometimes we're so judgmental in our minds we might not say it out thank god we mm-hmm. don't say out everything and then <laughs> at the end you know we said oh it's a good thing i didn't uh. say anything because you know <laughs> so yeah we just have to be careful and, and i thank you i thank you and, and yeah let's continue this because it's really you know it's self-searching time to do that because the beginning of the year we ought to start afresh if there's something not working and it can be changed and we can recognize it it's time to change it exactly. so thank you sis thanks you like i said thanks, i can uh, give y'all the best examples of stupidity because i've done it all i've done it <laughs> most of the levels <laughs> i mean i'm telling y'all look and as as great as I can do is as worse as I can do. I mean, I, I, I mean, I always <laughs> said there's very little gray area because either as long as I can be is as right as I can be. And sometimes, as I've always tell, and especially when I tell, uh, I call the babies now because now I feel like old. I didn't feel old until last year. I think turning forty did something to make me feel old. I don't know why. I get but, out of here, forty. Yes, Put I feel old. <laughs> Wiki gets 67. You're all by yourself on that, sis. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll just do the clear. Y'all see? But I sit so there young. and I said, I told them youngins, I said, look, if you're going to do something stupid, see me. Probably I've done it. <laughs> or I know somebody who did. And I can tell you the consequences. 
and who you need for legal representation if you decide to do it. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I'm telling you. If you want to know But you know, you know that sometimes, you know sometimes they want to learn on their own. They know it's not right. They know they're not supposed to do it. But they go ahead anyway because they're, you know, they think they're grown. So Yeah, and then that's when you give them the fat meat. Didn't I tell you fat meat was greasy? I told you all, I mean. <laughs> fat man was greedy. Did I not tell you? Thank you. That's it. I'm done. Fat man was greedy. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I am so serious. I tell people that all the time. I'm sitting here going like, you know what? If you're going to do something stupid, hello? Because my thing is, hello, can you hear me? All right. Yeah, I, said, I said, if you're going to do something stupid, because usually nine times out of ten, I already heard half the conversation, and I just know where that road is going. I, don't do it. Why? I done it. Don't work. Or I had a friend to do it. They went to jail. Glad I wasn't there. Or, you know, it's just certain things. I tell everybody, I'm from a small little town in Arkansas, 700 folks, and I felt like I learned my whole life lesson there. I've seen things that I can tell you. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen it, Holly Grove. Ain't nothing new on the sun. I mean, because I got to see the personal details of people's lives living in a small town. You'll know the most things about people that you don't realize you know until you get older. Like, dang, how I know about all that? Oh. Such and such did in Holly Grove. Okay. So such and didn't here. Or somebody in neighboring town did and it was stupid. You know, you make those comments. I mean, that's what life is about. But, again, you know, it's about changing your attitude, learning when you get a certain age. You know, I always had this biggest fear is not being an old fool. Like, you know, young fools turn out to be old fools if you don't wise up. And that was kind of like one of the top, that's probably in the top 20 of fears that I have. It's like growing up and being an old fool. So I try to heed the God's word every chance I get because, <laughs> because I want to, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about my relationship with God. So, all right. Any more comments? Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> I'm laughing with you. Amen. Amen. Oh, man. We we had a great time tonight. I know we're a little quiet because this is going back into Bible study. And I know for a fact we're we're getting, you know, we're getting back into the spirit of learning. And yes, I'm hoping yes, that. It's good. It's good. I love it. <laughs> I mean, like I said, sometimes I'm glad y'all learn from me. Learn from my mistakes. Or mm-hmm. trust me. I can tell you, if you want to learn some things and you laughing, um, and I know some people they know when I'm when I'm having a conversation with them, they start crying out loud. They start crying because I be talking about things that happen. They said, uh, exactly. "That really happened." <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it's the truth. Like, uh, like I said, I'm tr- I, I can tell somebody I'm not from the clubbing world. I, I'm sorry, I couldn't function. Because to me, uh, I didn't grow up in that world. But I grew up in the church world. And tell you, you t- I can tell you there are things that happened growing up. And I will always, like, 
always, I don't know what happened. It was like I was always attentive to it because mm. because that's where I grew up. I mean, I grew up in the church. We had a morning bench. We had the mothers on one side of the church and the and the and what AME is not deacons. We have stewards. So we had stewards and trustees on the other side of the church. And I'm telling you, that was the best place to be a junior usher because you learn you learn things that you didn't even think you supposed to learn in church. Because mm. the men was the men. Like I said, y'all, it, I've had like awesome experience. And like those, and growing up, because the men, I'm telling you, they had me crack. They would have me cracking up. By time, by time I get home, I'll be ready. I'll be laughing about what happened <laughs> happened on the men's corner. Because I have a perfect example. Then we go into prayer. Like one time, y'all, you know, my church is a Methodist, which translate, you know, most people say Methodist is a dry church. Not really. We just say everything is done by a method. Well. You know, since they ain't really a true method about the laying on the hands of folks, they be like, I don't know about that because I don't need what you got on you. Come on me. I'll say that in a minute. And they would. So this lady, we had Women's Day, and this is big back in the 80s. If they let a woman in the pulpit, you know, you in shock anyway, so you're excited that you're having a woman minister come to minister on Women's Day, right? Okay, she's Pentecostal. Apostolic Pentecostal, which translated into the men's corner. The men's corner was on alert. So, <laughs> oh boy, we were running. You know that translate to which kid gonna get the men's corner because we know it's gonna be something going on in that corner right there. Well, first of all, my dad is six three, and he's but my dad's six three. He's sitting in the back. We have Mr. Milton, who is the actual owner of the juke joints in town, but he's, you know, he a man of God, but he, you know, he still got the juke joints going on. You had his brother, and you had my neighbor, Mr. Woods. They all in this corner, and Mr. Coot Williams. They all got this corner laid out. This is their corner, right? So I'm, my mom said this is the reason why she wondered why we all started going to the men's corner. So Mr. Coot, his wife, started screaming, like shouting, and he said, yep. Yeah. She still, she still. That's that devil skit. Look, look, look at, look at. That's that devil shot out. I'm crying, laughing by this time, cause they have. He said, look at. Her. She, uh, they need to deliver that whatever that devil she got in her. She's only gonna deliver just having a. And the rest of the men in the corner ain't said a word, but they got smiles on their face, cause they ain't trying to say. They trying to act like they not listening, right? Mm-hmm. So, she starts to walk out the pulpit and start getting ready to lay hands on folks. And she walks towards the men's corner. Do you not know that man corner trying to, Mr. Woods, bless his heart, he my next-door neighbor, could not hear a word. He didn't have his hearing that in, but when he saw her move, he's like, what's she doing? I'm sitting there crying laughing. My dad's sitting there going like, she don't need to come over here. She don't need to come over here. Look, they see a crippled man like me, and they think, everybody think they're going to, uh-uh, they ain't, she ain't putting her hands on me today. I'm sitting there crying because that whole corner <laughs> let out. <laughs> I mean, you talking about part, talking about the men's bitch party like the Red Sea? It party like the Red Sea. Oh, oh no! <laughs> that bitch, that bitch was swaying left to right. Like, hold up, where she going? Where she going? 
she every time she thought she moved over on that corner, cause she was like laying hands, praying for folks. So every time she went towards that corner, that whole corner did this lean to the. They did this lean, lean to the left and looking at the door, and the oh, person at that oh. door was like, "Oh God, you know." Oh, that's not good. <laughs> for the first time, she said. <laughs> I see why now y'all kids like them old like that corner. <laughs> they were my they were my entertainment. <laughs> Seriously, oh, y'all. It's, I like I said, there are things that happen in my life that I could probably write a book and it would probably be a bestseller. Seriously, ma'am. <laughs> Never know. Pastor is publishing. Go ahead. That's true, but I'm trying to wait till most of these people die out first because I don't want them coming. They all got my phone number and my Facebook oh, account. So, so some things are going to have to wait a little bit because they know my – look, I'm from a town of 700 folks. Even if people move away or not, they either got my Facebook. There are people who still got my cell phone number to this day. I don't even know how they got my cell phone number, but they got it. Go figure. I'm from a small country town. So, uh, so tonight again, everyone. I just hope everybody just had a awesome time tonight. Amen. And before we close, do we have any prayer requests? Continue to pray for Prophetess Gina that she gets her strength back. She's doing a lot of resting, like I said earlier in my testimony. Um, and that that leg will line up, the bone inside that right leg will line up, mm-hmm. and she won't limp anymore. It's been Amen. four months and four months too long on limping, so um, just keep her in prayer. Thank you. Thank God. Yeah. Amen. We'll keep that prophecy. Uh, any other prayer requests? Um, can you? Me and my family in prayer, please. Okay, and that is, sorry, I couldn't catch the voice. Just a Bridget. Okay, I thought so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got this headphone on. Sometimes I can hear, sometimes I can't. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and go so I can attend to Gina before she goes okay. to sleep for the night. Love oh. you all. Love you all, Prophet Bob. Love you all. Night. Okay, are there any other prayer requests? I have a prayer request. Um, uh, There's a guy on my job. His mom is just recovering. She was in a three-month coma, and she just um, came out of that coma. And she is, her lung capacity was, um, because of all of the the mishaps, her lung capacity is up to 8%. It was down to 3 They have her on machines. But she's up and she's trying to write, so... If you could just pray that the Lord would restore her full, agree with me, that the Lord would restore her full lung capacity. Um, and uh, just for the people that, um, some folks, of, some friends of mine that are struggling with cancer. Okay. Amen. Amen. Are there any other requests? All right. Father God, right now, wash me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, deeds, thoughts, and actions. Anything that is not of you, I do honestly repent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. 
You are our Father, our El Shaddai, our Elohim, and we give you praise. Father God, tonight we just thank you. We come with you into a heart of thanksgiving. And, Father God, as we close this Bible study and go into prayer, Father God, I ask you to seal this upon our hearts, Father God. Allow the Holy Spirit bring this lesson to our remembrance in times that we're needing it so we can be on one accord with you, O oh God. And tonight, Father God, I just got to thank you. I thank you for what you're about to do. I thank you for what you're about to do with this ministry. I thank you for what you're about to do in the incoming year in our, in our uh, promised land um, with others, Father God. Right now, Father God, again, I lift up our overseers, Dr. Angela and Benjamin Rucker. Father God, I thank you for what you're doing in the ministry for 2018. I thank you for opening doors for Pastor Marie Chen Daly. I thank you that she will have a blessing that come in this week and that she will, that, that she will be giving you her testimony about, oh God. God, right now, I just got to thank you. I lift up those right now. You know what, God? I just thank you. I lifted those in civil works ministry today, Father God, and I just thank you for what your brothers do, Father God. And tonight, Father God, I ask you to break the spirit of covetousness off of each and every one of us tonight, Father God, as we turn and we repent, Father God. Father God, I ask you to break the spirit of poverty off of us, Father God, breaking the attitudes of criticalness off of us, Father God, breaking the spirit of doubt off of us, Father God. Father God, you said in your word that um that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So we speak death to the spirit of covetousness. We speak death to the spirit of poverty. We speak death to the spirit of lack. We speak death to the spirit of infirmity. We speak death to unforgiveness. We speak death to it, Father God, where you may give us life. We speak life for forgiveness in our life. We speak life to joy. We speak joy to, we speak the word, we speak life into our lives. We speak joy, abundance of joy. We speak the abundance of the Holy Spirit in our lives and the fruits of the Holy Spirit thereof. And right now, Father God, <clears throat> we speak a word of healing. We speak a word of healing over Prophet Gino right now in the name of Jesus. We're asking for a creative miracle, Father God. Father God, right now I command her hip to go, her bone, her back to go into alignment, Father God. Her bones to go into alignment. First, you ordain it to be so. I command her arms to go in alignment, her shoulders to go in alignment. I speak to them right now that they will go into alignment where you first ordained it to be so, that her hips shall go into alignment, that her walk would not be crooked, that you would strengthen the bones around her hip and the tendons around her hip and the bones in her legs so that she'll be supported, Father God. Father God, I speak healing to the person's lung. We speak life into their lungs, Father God. Father God, we command any excess fluid to drain out now in the name of Jesus. We consent to her. Father God, I ask you, we speak life into her muscles and her lungs. That she, as she slowly bring out, we speak life to her capillaries so they can expel and bring to go in and go, that she can breathe in and out, in and out. And that as she start breathing in and out, she would have supernatural strength that's automatically strengthening her lungs with every breath. And as they go in, as the doctors go in tomorrow and go into the and, and go in every day to check out her lung capacity, it should go stronger and stronger and stronger. We thank you for our capillaries getting stronger. We thank you for the muscles in her lungs getting stronger. We thank you for the circulation that's getting stronger and the, and that her circulation getting so strong that she ex- expelling the blood gases that she need to expel in the name of Jesus, and that she will her circulation will improve right now in the name of Jesus. 
We thank you to everything that is coming against her, that ammonia, that excess fluid should drain off now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for what you're doing in her life. We thank you for the lungs capacity. We thank you that she's going to be an automatic testimony right now. In the na- We thank you for being an automatic testimony for her right now. In the name of Jesus, I lift the Sister Bridget family up to you, Father God. Father God, I thank you for what's about to happen this year. We thank you for unity. We thank you for clarity. We thank you for soundness. We thank you for just being family, that no matter what goes on this year, that this family should draw closer, not only to each other, but also closer to you. And I ask you to speak that for each and every one of our families. May the prodigal sons come home. May disturbance, may may age-old disagreements dispel itself that people will come back and know the reality of how important a family is, how important that they will let go of bad attitudes, let go of old arguments, let go of everything that is needed because they know what is right, Father God. Father God, right now, every disturbance we command it to leave now in the name of Jesus. We just want peace. We we speak peace over families. We We speak peace over families. We speak growth over families. We speak life over families right now. Yes, Lord. God, I just got to thank you. I thank you for what you're about to do, and I thank you for what's about to happen, and I thank you for the blessings that come before, come before Father God. And I just pray this prayer in no other name, but your son's name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's be, you know, like I said, as we go forth and and as we go forth this year, let us and as the first couple of months, you know, it's not only taking a rep, it's not only taking a retrospective look of what we've been through and what God's happened, but it's just what what do we want God to do in our lives this year, and how do we go by obtaining it? It's like you know, Joshua he had to go into the promised land. He went into the promised land. He went into the promised land, and he had to conquer what giants in the promised land. He had battles in the promised land. The promised land just ain't like I'm, you know, we call it the land of milk and honey, but, you know, look, milk and honey had a price even then. Like they have a price now. It had a price then. But we have to understand that God was, he was happy because God was at a nigh, and God was with them always. He knew that when God was so with him that he made the earth stand still. So he can win the battle, and so we got to understand this season that God will make the earth, make time stand still, meaning He will put a time, He will put a time, freeze the time of the enemy, so you, so you can get the victory. So we got to keep this going, like possessing our promised land. We got to think it's 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 more just, you know, I love the Book of Joshua because you know I think I tell y'all war stories. Get, I start reading them, I I get excited, okay. and. Hey, you know, it's it's what we have to understand as Christians that this world already got trouble. Don't even worry about it. if I will agree that I don't see other people doing this. It ain't about that. It's about your walk with God every day. Trust me. That's right. You don't understand how blessed you are until you start looking back like, oh, what you missed. You know, it's it's You'll never understand how good you have it until it's almost evaporated and gone from your eyes. So true. And you know what? Some of us are blessed that God's given us a third, a fourth, a fifth, and 20th chance. So let Mm -hmm. us take this chance 
and just press for the uh, the mark of Christ. So as we close, Father God, right now we just thank you for we have came on once upon Father God, and we ask you to speak a blessing upon us tonight, O oh Lord. As we go amidst that we your angels will be with us, that we will have a sweet sleep. And it says in Numbers twenty fourth chapter twenty four uh number six chapter six, twenty fourth chapter through twenty six, may the Lord bless and keep thee, may the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift his cotton upon thee and give thee peace. Sleep with God's angels, everyone, and good night. Good night. Good night. God bless you, sis. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. And I have put the book on the Simple Words Ministry pages. And also, I think I put it in one of the apps. I put it over in Blessings. Well, I'm about to put it in Blessings because I thought I did anyway. And I put the link in the Blessings What's Up Up app group. Uh, So... So that Lord changed our attitude before it's too late. It's good reading. I'm telling you, if you don't want to read, if you're lazy about the reading, you can also get the sermons. Uh, you can go on Spotify and the Apple Podcast, and there are yeah. podcasts. Um, you can Google James McDonald is walking in the Word. Um, Lord changed my attitude before it's too late. Okay. All right. <laughs> So y'all have a great evening. Yes, Sister B. Yeah, that man is great. <laughs> so awesome job, Sister Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Sister Bridget. Good night, everybody. We love you. Good night. Good night. Good
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.